Hi guys and welcome back to another episode of What is Life Storytime with X. I'm your host Christina Lucille but you can call me X. On this week's podcast episode it might be a long one because I have stories for days but I don't know if you've seen in the media the news whatever that there are a ton of Starbucks stores across the country that are trying to unionize and I totally 100% understand agree why these baristas these partners um, just so you know Starbucks does not call their employees employees they call them partners because they do get stock in the company when you become an employee there um I'm going to talk to you about why still to this day I believe that Starbucks was one of the hardest jobs that I have I even find it harder than working in my current job and if you don't know I am an ICU nurse and every time I say this online or comment on something I always get so much hate either from other nurses or from just the general public and I one comment that I saw last week that really made me laugh was somebody said well, I used to work there and if I'm ever sick, I hope you're not my nurse because it wasn't that hard. And it just really made me laugh because not to toot my own horn, but I absolutely am very passionate about being a nurse. I absolutely love my job and I think I only know one other person as passionate about their job as I am when it comes to nursing. So I found the comment kind of funny, not really insulting because like, I know what I am and what I'm not and I know I'm a good nurse (laughs) but I to this day want to I don't want to say defend myself but I want to explain why I feel like Starbucks was such a harder job compared to me being a nurse but I also want to explain how I really truly believe Starbucks actually gave me the foundation to transition into being a really good nurse and how that happened. I know that sounds crazy. I know it seems like coffee, it's like serving coffee in a retail store (laughs) does not translate or correlate to being a nurse, but I'm going to tell you why it actually does. So stay tuned, buckle up, because this is probably going to be the most most mouth-dropping stories I have. So first off, I will say that I do have a love-hate relationship with Starbucks. Um, I did work there for a decade, literally a decade, from November 2007 to November of 2017. I started when I was 17 years old and I quit when I was 27 years old. Um, Starbucks was mentally, physically, and emotionally draining I used to laugh when I saw that they had the employee assistance program and you would get three psyche uh, free like psychiatric sessions a year (laughs) and I thought it was funny because of all the drama that we used to go through there I totally understood why it was part of the offer but Starbucks did give me so much in return um it doesn't matter how you feel about the company I will say from a positive standpoint that Starbucks gave me job security for 10 years. Um, The pay was a little bit more than minimum wage. Not enough, I think, to deal with everything that I had to deal with while working there, but definitely um, enough to allow me to live on my own in California um, for the years that I worked there. 
and they had the best benefits. I had medical dental vision. Um, I got stock. I got the employee assistance. I remember they did adoption uh, services. Like they would help you get an adoption. Obviously, they pay for your college. Um, I think there's like 40 different degrees that you can get through them um, through Arizona State University. Mind you, I haven't worked there in six years, so I don't know what it is now. But I mean, they did offer, I mean, they even offer 20% of your gender reassignment surgery. Like, I think Starbucks has always been a very positive company. Um, I used to get a free meal during my stay there, um, or my shift of unlimited free drinks during the shift. And then I got, um, what is it? Other, there's just so many, oh, free pound of coffee or tea a week. They just, I feel like they did really invest in their employees, but I still feel like they could have done more. Um, sometimes I laugh because I feel like I had better insurance when I worked there, but anyway, I honestly do feel like it gave me a foundation to become a good nurse and I remember when I first became a nurse I was a new grad. A lot of people used to assume that I was either a CNA or LVN um, prior to me being a new grad because they think I picked up so easily and I always showed confidence in my skill. I mean I asked to be charge nurse when I was six, um, a nurse for only six months but the reason why was because I feel like Starbucks and nursing kind of go hand in hand in the sense that I did a lot of skills at Starbucks that I used as a nurse and those would be multitasking. You're doing several things at once. Safety and security. You have to make sure you're not, you know, harming people by putting like the wrong milk in the wrong container or something. Um, Being aware of your surroundings and how that translates to nursing is you don't want to get a needle stick. You don't want to spread bacteria, stuff like that. Customer service is absolutely a very big one. Um, Basically, customer service at Starbucks is their main priority. They always want to make sure that their customers come back and they're loyal and they always say like our partners make us great. And I think that's the same with nursing. I think the hospitals really rely on your customer service as a nurse. And I think your day with your patients will go better when you just have a better sense of customer service. Um, Orders at Starbucks, if I didn't get orders correctly, people would be pissed. People would throw their drinks at us. People would be really, really upset. Same thing in um, nursing, except it's a little bit more dangerous. I have to take orders from doctors. And if I get that order mistaken, instead of somebody throwing their drink at me, I could possibly potentially hurt or kill a patient. And that would be very devastating. Um, And then another thing is just being super fast paced. Um, I in my nursing career have to do so many things at once and there's so many things going on and I have to be quick because you don't want to stay over and chart all night once you're off the clock but also at Starbucks um, I had a quota I was not at a drive through store but I remember when we were at this store I had to help at least 60 customers per half hour and they would measure those values and if not we would get spoken to so I really genuinely feel like a lot of what I got at Starbucks um, helped me become a new grad nurse and if you listen to my previous podcast episode my mom had told me like the reason why you have not left Starbucks or no opportunities have um, opened for you is because God's trying to teach you a lesson and you're not learning it you're obviously failing it and until you learn it like you're not gonna leave like and I truly believe that because 
I feel like once I learned that lesson, I changed, I became much more humble. Um, I feel like once I became a nurse, I definitely saw how my 10 years ex- Starbucks helped me and nobody that I worked with at my first job believed that I was a barista prior to be uh, prior to being a nurse so yeah those are the similarities but why I think that Starbucks was way harder and people do not agree with this statement but here here's my reasoning as a nurse I'm dealing with people's lives yes I know that but as a barista I'm serving you a damn cup of coffee. So as a nurse, when I'm dealing with high stressful situations, whether it's patients yelling at me or family members crying, they have a legitimate reason to be yelling, to be crying. I mean, obviously they're going through a crisis. They're going through a hard time in their life. But when I'm at Starbucks and I'm giving you a cup of coffee and somebody is cussing me out or pouring their hot coffee on me or yelling at me over a cup of coffee, it's like, this is ridiculous. Where is your coping skills? (laughs) Like, who gets that angry? And it just makes the job so much more stressful. So that is why I believe it is so much harder to work at Starbucks because at least in my current field now, when people get angry, they have a reason. But I wanted a little bit of backup and to explain what exactly type of craziness we went through. Now, I did not work in a ghetto area. I worked in a very nice, actually, area. And I'm I'm just going to say, I worked at store 585. And what I thought was, at that time, a really wealthy neighborhood in the valley and somewhere I strive to live but couldn't afford as a teenager early uh, in my early 20s. I always, you know, wish to live in this area. And when I worked at the store, I literally could not believe the stuff that I was going through. So maybe not every store in America or every barista in America could, I could see how somebody and I don't know, a small town of Georgia or the South could be like, what the hell? Like, that's nothing like this. Like, she's lying. Like, people don't act like that. Like, I could see how people in a different community can say like, Uh, I work at Starbucks and we don't experience that. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. But that is exactly what blew my mind every single day. Like, I was working in a nice area in the valley and yet the craziness that would go on was just ridiculous. So my store was open from 4 a.m. and we would close at 1 a.m. sometimes on the weekends. And when we had the Sorbetto machine, I don't know if you guys remember that. That's when, like, Pinkberry was partnering up with Starbucks and we were selling that so that machine that we were using took hours to clean so we actually didn't um, leave until 2 30 in the morning and we used to fight all the time with our management like we might as well be open 24 hours this is so stupid but because 
she had more experience than we did, she would always say like, no, it's between the hours of two and four. That is the most dangerous. And you guys, I kid you not, we had our own security guard for a very long time. And I was pissed when they got this, when they got rid of the security. Um, not only did we have plaza security, but from 7 p.m. to like when we left at two o'clock in the morning, we had our own private security guard because that's how crazy it was. So, I had reached out, um, I tagged like 40 different people that I had worked and I asked everybody if they could please send me their personal stories or anything, any comments of when we work together. So I'm going to read you a few comments from baristas and then I'm going to highlight and tell you more of those stories. Okay, so prior to me going into the stories from former employees I used to work with, I actually want to tell you about the first time I ever encountered something crazy. So I was 17 years old working at a different uh, location because I was a barista at this um, at my first store for one year prior to me being promoted and transferring to that other area. But anyway, I worked in this store and um, I was only 17 so I was naive I was shy I was like gullible like very sweet soft-spoken like just a completely different person right so I wish I would have seen this as foreshadowing and a sign for me to get the hell out of there um but anyway we I was working with this guy we'll call him Jack and we'll call the other girl Celine so Celine had just um previously been promoted to shift supervisor was one of her first closing shifts alone as a supervisor and me and Jack actually uh, we met at that store but we were going to college together and we were both dancing so we we both loved to dance and he was the choreographer so like him and I were really close so anyway we're working this night and I want to say around 7 maybe 8 p.m. This guy comes in and he starts talking to uh, Jack and he goes, oh yeah, like I'm a music producer and you know, we're really into that. So we were excited. We were talking to him for a while. He drove a really nice car and um, he had told us that he was going to Long Beach and we were like, oh, okay, cool, cool. Like whatever. So he leaves and now it's like 10 PM. We're closing the store. We only get a half hour to close the store. And uh, the customer actually calls us on the phone and is yelling at Jack and he is freaking out. And he's like, I left something in the restroom. Can you please go check what it is? And he's like, yeah, sure. And so um, he puts him on hold. We're, I'm clean, like mopping the floor. Uh, Celine is like getting the cash registers ready to put into the safe and Jack runs out of the bathroom and he is freaking out. And he's like, oh my God, you guys. He goes, look at this. I want to say that this was the size of a wisdom tooth or maybe a sugar cube, but it was crystal meth. And I'm, I'm assuming, I don't know too much about drugs. It could have been cocaine for all I know, but I don't know. It was in like the size of a sugar cube and it was drugs. And we're like, oh my God, what the hell do we do? And Celine is like, flush it down the toilet. And he's like, is that safe for the fish? Like what? <laughs> and Jack is like, I don't want, I don't feel comfortable doing that. And Celine is like, I don't want it. I don't want to take care of it. I'm not trying to put it anywhere. Like I'm not trying to get in trouble. I'm not trying to get fired. I don't want them to think it's ours. And she's like, you know what? Throw it in the trash. So we threw it in the trash. We take the trash out. We tell the guy on the phone, like, sorry, but we didn't find whatever's here. 
And he's like, okay, mind you, this person told us that he was in Long Beach, right? (laughs) All of a sudden, we hear banging, banging on the front door. And it's glass. And we're looking and we're like, oh, shit. Like, we all duck. And we told the guy, like, on the phone that, because he was like, is it in the trash can? And we were like, no, like, we already took the trash out and the trash is in the back. So he's banging and banging, banging on the door. We're not opening the door. We hear him now in the back room because the trash cans were behind the door in the back room. We hear him rifling through stuff. And I swear, we were like couching, <laughs> crouching tiger, hidden dragon. We were hiding behind all the like coffee stands, like trying not to let his, uh, um, him see us. He was circling in his Porsche or whatever kind of car he was driving was a really nice car around the store. And we're freaked out because we're like, oh my God, we're going to get murdered over this damn amount of drugs. And so um, when he went on one of their circles, we bolted out the store locked it really quickly and went into our cars and I was like this was a lot of drama for my little 17 year old head that can process but anyway that was my first encounter with someone crazy okay so now I'm going to read you the responses I got from former employees so employee one three different statements first statement having to pretend to go on break to get away from weird customers Second statement, opening shifts, people doing drugs in the bathroom. We would find pipes, foils, needles. You guys, I have so many bathroom stories and things that I used to find in the bathrooms in addition to the needles was uh, shoes, pregnancy tests, zucchinis, like condoms. Like we used to find so much crazy shit in the bathroom but I'll get back to the bathroom stories later okay this is a statement from barista number two blood all over the bathroom three syringes blank tried to and blank is the name of a person (laughs) tried to make me clean it up I refused and the hazmat had to come and clean it in the effing hazard outfits I was so pissed he literally expected me to clean all that shit up by hand In San Francisco, walked into a bathroom and a man was washing his dick and balls in the sink. You guys, I kid you not, this was something that used to happen all the time. We would have a lot of homeless people who would shower and bathe in our bathrooms. And one thing that I want to say really quickly before I forget when it comes to homeless. We had a lot of homeless um, customers and unfortunately, like, we had other customers complaining about homeless customers and this is one thing that I didn't like about my job was I don't discriminate I feel bad for people and it is not my job to police the homeless so it always put me in a really shitty position as a shift supervisor when a homeless person would come in They were minding their own business and they would buy something. They would sit down at a table, but other customers would start complaining about how they smelled. And then I had to go say something to them. And it's really shitty, I think, of other people. Like, I get it. You don't want to go to a restaurant and eat when someone next to you smells. But at the same time, it's like, have a little bit of compassion. It always put me in a really messed up situation when I had to now be the bad guy, be the bitch, and go tell this person, like, hi, I apologize, but, like, 
someone's complaining about your smell. Like, I don't know this person's situation. I don't know why they're homeless. Not all homeless people do drugs. So it put me in a really shitty situation to have to go and kick them out. And I'm sorry, but I don't think that should be my job at a damn coffee house. Like, it caused, it literally caused so much drama. Okay, this is barista number three titled Crazy Starbucks Stories. One time there was a man doing drugs in the bathroom when we only had one bathroom. Um, This is prior to us getting remodeled because then they added two bathrooms. And he had pooped all over the walls and on the floor and he left his bloody needles and we had to clean it up. Another time I was opening and this lady was mad and she accused me and so-and-so, not going to say the name of the person, of harassing her. And she ended up calling me a stupid sand N-word and threw her drink at me and no one did anything. That absolutely used to happen all the time. And one thing that I hated also was having to deal with the racist shit that people would say to me and my baristas. I am Mexican-American. I worked with this girl who's saying this is an Armenian. Um, But I also worked with a lot of African-American people. And the shit that people would say, I never understood. I was working with a friend. She was African-American. And this man, randomly white man, comes up to her, orders his drink. And then he says, out of nowhere, I'm really sorry. But I want to apologize for my ancestors and our partake in the Civil War or something. And she's just like, what? Like, why? Like, okay, why bring that up? I had so many other issues that would just drive me nuts. And I would hate one thing. That, like, I'm not trying to start a race war here, but one thing I hated about Starbucks and probably any retail in in general is that clearly you want to keep your customers happy. I get it. Your business. But when someone is straight out, flat out being an asshole to your employees, you need to stand by your employees. So one time I remember this woman was um, wanting to return a cup. She didn't have her receipt. And one of our African-American um, shift supervisors told her, I'm sorry, but I can't return the cup without the receipt. She was doing her job. That is our job. You couldn't, you know, sorry, you don't have a receipt. So she's like throwing a hissy fit, calling the manager, um, talking shit to the manager about how horrible she was for not returning this cup for her without a receipt. And my manager kindly was like, you know, she did her job like she couldn't, but which supervisor was it? And I will speak to her. And she goes, I don't know that ebony girl, excuse me excuse me like I don't understand the blatant racism I don't remember what my manager did at this time but I had several other times where they Starbucks would just tell us like you have to follow the rules like make sure you're following the rules but oh if the customer gets too upset just give it to them that way they don't call and get a free $25 gift card for complaining excuse me then why even follow the rules to begin with? Why am I going to mess my day up by even initiating a fight? I might as well just give the patient, the, the person what they want. I almost said patient. I might as well give the damn customer what they want. Why am I going to sit here and fight with somebody? Like, why am I going to mess my day up? Like, do you want me to follow the rules or not? And I'm sorry, but if I personally own this business, I would not want customers like that. That is fine. They can go elsewhere because I'm not going to allow my staff to be treated as such, especially with racist comments. That 
I <laughs> I don't mind people cursing me out. You can call me whatever names, but do not be racist. Do not be a piece of shit human being. Barista 4 stated a customer's name and how she always used to harass us. Uh, girl, the OD in the bathroom, because we had one, so I'll go into that in a second, and getting a banana thrown in my face. So... <laughs> We have this woman, I could not stand her. I don't know what she did for a living, but every single day she would come in and complain and make stuff up just so she could get a free drink. And when we wouldn't give it to her, then she would call corporate and she'd get a $25 gift card. And we used to get so upset with corporate because she actually never spent any money of her own at the store. She would always find something to complain about, get a gift card from corporate and then come to our store. And we used to tell corporate, like this woman is always disruptive. She's always rude to us, but yet you guys keep giving her money to come back here and we can't, you know, ask her to leave, but it's like ridiculous. So that was one story. The other story, okay, this is going to go to part of the bathroom stories, but one time we had a new shift supervisor and sadly she texted my manager one morning and said, um, so somebody kind of overdosed in the bathroom and this person actually passed away, passed away. You guys, I should not have to be dealing with people passing away in my retail job, right? I'm I'm not supposed to make I'm only supposed to make minimum wage in these stores because they're supposed to be entry level jobs like the stuff that we dealt with I don't support those statements. Barista number five. Any of the old guy groups, and that time the homeless man came in and smacked the lady onto the ass and she thought it was her husband. <laughs> so in the beginning of this statement. She said any of the old guy groups. We actually did have a group of men that would show up at 4 o'clock in the morning religiously every day for their cup of coffee. I actually like them, but I think some of them were a little bit harassing and like flirtatious with the girls. And they were just annoyed by that. So I think that's where that statement came in. Barista number six. Statement. I remember I was running my shift as a shift lead and I expected a normal day, which you should never do. I put myself on bar. Next thing I know, a transient comes in to use the restroom. He gets naked and literally has a shirt covering the the crack and his penis. Then he starts running in circles in our plaza slash parking lot. I immediately have a barista come tag me out because at this point I needed to call the cops. Called the cops, and when they came, the guy was still doing laps, including in our drive-thru, completely naked. The restroom smelled so bad and was trashed. Fun times because of the type of shift lead I was, I cleaned it. Because the smell was horrific. Okay, I was a shift lead for 10 years, and every time I found stuff in the bathroom, especially if it was shit, and you guys, I kid you not, people would smear shit all over the walls on purpose at least once a week or once every other week. I kid you not. They would pee on the floor purposely. They would smear blood on the floor purposely. And like, yes, we had the option to call hazmat but you know our managers really didn't 
encourage us to do so because it costs like $200 for them to come clean it. So whose job was it? Ours. And I'm sorry, but as a ship supervisor, I would feel really shitty having to choose one of my baristas to do it. So if nobody offered, I would just do it because I was like, ugh, I'm not going to put this on somebody else. Barista number seven. Homeless people pooping on the floor of the bathroom, trying not to get hepatitis or worse from getting poked by syringes in the trash cans. The millions of times we got asked out, turned them down, but they know we work there so daily. Sorry, bro. I told you I have a boyfriend. Please stop bothering me. And yes, decaf drinks if you're rude, people. Y'all better learn. (laughs) I'm laughing because I feel I've never done this because I think it was messed up. Okay, I'm not going to lie. If a woman was pregnant, I would give her decaf. And I feel bad for that. But I mean... I felt bad for the child, but I want to say that people pooping on the floor was a very big thing, and in this area, like I said, homeless people were a very big problem for us. Okay, barista number eight. Store 5 at 5 was much more easier than any drive through store or store I worked at in Vegas. Driver through stories galore. Customers running out of gas in the drive-thru, there's accidents, people not leaving and blocking the drive-thru until you give them a free drink, drive-by shootings, homeless always in your drive-thru line asking for money, catching partners smoking out behind the store on their break. Oh god, (laughs) we'll see what else comes to mind. That is insane. Insane, you guys. Um, Okay, I'm not gonna lie, I've never... I worked at a drive-thru one time and would never do it again. The reason why was because the job was already so unnecessarily stressful. So when you are going to drive-thru, everything is doubled. You have not only a lobby to attend to, but the drive-thru to attend to. And you had double the amount of espresso machines, double the amount of brewers, double the amount of registers. So it was just not worth it to me when I was already so stressed just working at this place that I um, (laughs) would want to even go work somewhere else. Barista number nine says, our tip jar is getting stolen multiple times. I made the celebrity's white mocha. I was pretty starstruck. Never understood how our regular customer, I'm going to say Frank because I don't want to say the name, could consume six shots of Americano at 6 p.m. every day. And if somebody was rude to me, I'd make their drink decaf. That seems to be another... uh trend in these um you guys i used to meet so many celebrities at starbucks i'm actually gonna make a podcast on my encounters with the celebrities i already have a video on youtube about it so if you guys watch my youtube i'm sorry it's gonna be a repeat but i'll probably do that sometime i don't know later this year Okay, I just saw that I have an add-on from one of the baristas the barista that spoke about the drive-thrus um talked about the animal stuff that we had to regulate okay so you couldn't bring your dog or animals right into the store um and I have a specific story about that that'll come up later in the podcast but basically um every time somebody would walk in with an animal we'd have to go ask if they were um what's it called uh emotional support animal or like what are they called service dogs so (laughs) This this ship supervisor specifically went up to this woman and said, like, I'm sorry, you can't have your goat in the store. (laughs) He was he said he was so 
dumbfounded because he thought that it was supposed to be a dog and it ended up being a goat and he was just like this is not what you see on a normal basis okay final barista number 10 this is the last statement before i go back into my own story so Statement is, when I tried to stop the homeless man from using the restroom, which meant he basically showered in there, got water everywhere, left his beard shavings all over the sink, and clogged the toilet. He held my wrist and put his razor to my wrist, threatening me to let him in or he would slice me. That is very scary, and I'm going to say that we used to get threatened a lot. Um, we had our security guard who somebody tried to slice his neck open with our bathroom key. Uh, okay, so continue on with her story. The time I had to ask a customer to stop sexually harassing my employees and he would not stop. He then threatened my life uh, to my district manager saying she, could not, uh, she couldn't keep me safe when I left work and I had to get a restraining order on him. Most terrifying moment of my life. So I remember this story very vividly. There was this, well, like he was handsome um, looking uh, customer that used to be in our store. I don't know what he did for work, but he always sat in our store with a laptop. But unfortunately, he would ask every single girl out multiple multiple times and my manager was like hey like you can't do that I can't have you um asking uh, like our employees out especially if you're going to ask multiple of them out because then it's just going to cause like drama within our store and I can't have that and he threatened her and I remember one time she was uh she banned him from the store we'll talk about the ban list Uh, in a little bit but she banned him from the store he would not listen so she actually had to try to get a restraining order on him and unfortunately like you can't get a person like banned with a restraining order from the store it has to be a person so she had to take he actually followed her into the restroom and like wouldn't let her out i remember um but he actually uh she took him to court on her private time to get a restraining order i remember seeing that restraining order um in our ban list and later on we could have swore because they have to give you the address so that he knows like how far uh he had to be away from her um we the address was actually in the same um apartment complex as the barista that he was asking out so that was definitely terrifying for us so let's talk about the ban list we had this file i kid you not it was at least an inch thick of people who we had to sign over on this paper stating that they would no longer come to the store that they were no longer welcome into our store because of the fact that they were either rude disruptive or were physically violent towards us and you guys there are some crazy stories i remember one time i was so we had these 10 minute timers they don't use them anymore but we had these 10 minute timers that we had to go and clean the lobby every 10 minutes i remember one time somebody put razors all over like the reach and stuff so where you get the gift cards and the snacks and all that stuff and like where you get the juices like in the little refrigerated section somebody put razors all over in there so that people could cut themselves and it's like who the hell thinks of this another story that i have that i actually find kind of brilliant uh i don't know who thought of this but uh it was very scary um it looked like my security guard was sitting outside the store and i saw this marking on the floor and i was like 
why? I said, did somebody try to throw a drink at you? Like, why is this marking? Like, it looked as if somebody grabbed a cup and like threw the coffee like towards the security guard and like splattered on the floor like in that direction so the staining on the floor was odd like it wasn't coffee because it wasn't drying and then I noticed that it was there was footsteps of whatever substance this was throughout the store well it turned out to be gasoline so what this person was trying to do was they threw gasoline in the front of the store so that people would walk on it tread it into the store and then when they would light the match it would burn the entire store down can you believe that shit i was 18 19 i remember when that happened like just craziness okay in addition to that i want to just make this statement you know breastfeeding in public I know women have something, stuff to do. You know, you have to feed your baby. But I remember this one particular person. This woman came in. Her tit was literally out. And her three-year-old was like chomping on her nipple as she was ordering from me. She had him on her side. (laughs) He literally was sucking on her nipple while she was ordering a drink from me. And I'm like, uh what do I do? (laughs) Do I say anything? Another time I remember this woman came in in black leather, you know, skimpy clothing, uh, S&M shit. And this guy, when she walked in, this guy was on all fours on a leash and he was only wearing shorts, like S&M leather shorts. And she went to the bathroom, she sat him in one of the chairs, and he sat there with his tongue hanging out, panting, while he waited for her to finish using the bathroom. And then when she came out of the bathroom, she grabbed her drink, she grabbed his leash, and they walked out together. But he walked out on all fours. I seriously can't believe, okay, I'm over here trying to edit the podcast, and I seriously can't believe I did not talk about how we were getting robbed like thankfully our store never got robbed but every single store around us on a daily basis almost for months somebody was getting robbed and we totally thought it was an inside job like we totally had a feeling that it was a barista who worked um for starbucks because there was just things that they knew that we were like this has to be an employee but you cannot pay me enough to endure the trauma of an armed robbery okay so let's talk about the people lying people lied all the time especially to get free stuff you will not believe the amount of times people would lie and you know I am just not an opportunist. I don't make shit up to get free stuff. I'm sorry, but that's that's really low, especially for a $5 drink. So anyway, one day, the, oh, before that, we used to get people who would go in our trash cans, and the trash can was right outside the store. They would pull these dirty-ass cups out of the trash, and they would walk over to us, and they'd be like, can I get a refill? And... If you brought in a cup, either you'd get a cup discount or like if you were in the store within an hour and you bought something, like you would get a free refill on like coffee and iced tea. And we would look at these people and be like, I just saw you dig that shit out of the trash and now you're trying to hand it to me so I could give you a refill? 
Like, what is wrong with you? Really? Like, okay, I am not one to judge on your, you know, if you don't have the money to afford it, I get it. I've been there. But don't, these people had the money. They just didn't want to pay for it. So we used to get people like this all the time. And one day I'm working with my A-team. My manager had not shown up yet. I'm with my girl. We're going to call them Krista and Clara. So me, Krista, and Clara used to run the store so well in the morning. They were one of my favorite groups of people to work with. And we had this person come in and let's call them Spencer. So (laughs) Spencer, we got a call from our district manager yelling. My manager actually called us and said, what is going on with the store? Why isn't it being handled properly? And we're like, what the hell are you talking about? Like, there's no line right now. What do you mean? And like, yeah, in the morning, it's usually busy, but our quota was to help 60 people in a half hour. And you are also, another quota was that they had to be in the store less than three minutes. So this guy apparently called the district manager and told them that we were so slow that the line was out the door. And when he walked in, him and three people behind him ended up walking out because it was so long and so slow and it like interrupted his day. So my manager calls and he tells us, the district manager called me furious, all pissed off. So this guy Spencer is going to come up and he's going to get three drinks for free. And we're like, what the hell are you talking about? We never had Spencer in line. Like, I think I would know this name, right? And she's like, well, he said that you guys were so busy today that he ended up walking out. And we're like, we have not had a line out the door all day. Like, we're telling you this is a lie. And so she's like, well, it's final. Like, the district manager already made up their mind, so he's going to come. So this guy walks in with a fucking mohawk. (laughs) A light blue t-shirt and really short shorts. And he goes, hi, my name's Spencer. I talked to the district manager. I'm here for my free drinks. And Clara looks at him and she's like, she looked at me and she's like, that motherfucker is lying. You think I wouldn't admit- no? <laughs> you think I wouldn't miss that fucked up haircut and that fucked up name? And I just like, no offense to anybody named Spencer. But I was... <laughs> She was so mad. And I was like, I know. I know what you mean. Like, I was giving him dirty ass looks too because I was pissed. Because I was like, dude, you've not been here. You think I would miss you? Like, you're dressed a certain way. You have a certain hairstyle. Like, if you truly were in here, I would have recognized you. So that is just a flat out lie. Okay, so we used to get called names all the time and I know there's certain names and I'm gonna literally say it I know there's certain names that really bug people so one time and this is from my barista trying to be nice but in these situations you just can't be nice to certain people because they're never gonna know how you never know how they're gonna treat you so I guess at this time this was when iPhone 7 was out and they were only like $700 they weren't like a thousand dollars yet my barista decided to be nice and um, charge a phone for 
a person in the lobby who wasn't even a customer. And so our store was always filled with people who were using all the outlets. So it was really hard to find an outlet. So I had not known about this and we were not allowed to do that. We were not allowed to take people's personal items and hold them or take the, um, phones and charge them for them because of the fact that these are expensive phones we're dealing with like hot coffee so if like a hot coffee spills on your 700 hundred dollar phone like we're not gonna be responsible for it so we just didn't do it so this one this girl comes up to me i'm on the register and she literally chucks her phone and charger at me and she says charge it and she walked away and i was like excuse me so i grab it and i walk around and I said, I'm sorry, sweetie, but like, I can't, I can't charge this for you. Like, I'm not allowed. And she's like, she's been doing it for me. And she points at my barista. And I'm like, I'm sorry, but like, I'm the shift supervisor. I'm sorry if my barista was doing that for you. But like, unfortunately, we're not supposed to do that. I will have a talk with her. And she's like, you fucking cunt. And she walked out. That is not, an, uh, honestly, that doesn't bother me. Like, that is not something, like, to me, I feel like cunt means pussy and I have one. I'm not going to be offended. Like, whatever. Like, I'm not about to be pissed. Like, it actually might mean dirty pussy. I don't know. But I don't know. Cunt just never bothered me. It doesn't make me upset. It's like, whatever. Like, that's not something that's going to offend me. Try harder. Um, But now I had to go talk to my barista and be like, I understand you're trying to be nice, but now this person just called me the C word in front of the entire store. And now it's a problem because now it, we look bad. I was like, and you're, if you would have just simply asked me instead of just doing it, this scenario would have never happened. And we had stuff happening like that all the time. In addition, we were getting hot coffee thrown at us, bananas, cold coffee being yelled at, breaking up fights daily. I remember there were so many times where I'd have to run outside and either call the cops or physically break people up from fighting all the time. Okay, so let's talk about this overdose incident and then what the hell happened to me in the bathroom and how I was in nursing school at this time. So my coworkers kind of laughed at me for freaking out about this. But I really want to say before I tell this story that when you see something that is not in the right environment for that, that's what made me freak out. So anyway, um, <laughs> you know, around this time is when, unfortunately, that customer um, overdosed and died in our bathroom. So I was very heightened and aware of this bathroom problem. And we had a really big bathroom problem. People would go in there and people would complain because they wanted to use the bathroom. But somebody was waiting too long and they would wait like 5-10 minutes. And then we would go and the bathroom just destroyed because these people were bathing in our bathroom. So one day I'm taking out the trash and I see this young boy and he's got like a red shirt on black black shorts and like he's has all these crazy tattoos and he's young and he kind of seems homeless but I'm like well he's pretty young to be homeless and um I remember I saw him walking into our store as I was like bringing the trash can back from the dumpster so he goes into the bathroom and he locks himself in there and so um I'm working And about 20 minutes goes by and somebody's telling me like, hey, uh, I've been trying to use the women's restroom and I can't get in. And I'm like, oh, okay. Like, uh, all right, let me go knock on the door. 
So I knock on the door and nobody's answering. And I'm starting to freak out because now I'm thinking, holy shit, like, does this person need help? However, I didn't want to physically open the door and this person's just sitting on the toilet and like I invaded their privacy. So what I decided to do was I called the cops. So I called the cops and I was like, hey, somebody's been in our bathroom for 20 minutes. I don't know if they need help. I'm banging on the door and they're not answering. Like, do I have your guys' permission to go in? Like, are you guys going to send an ambulance? Like, I don't know what goes on, but like, I don't want to just bust in this bathroom and but like they haven't responded and they're like yeah yeah go ahead open the bathroom and um let me know if you need me to send an ambulance so I open the bathroom and I initially don't see anyone I'm like wait a minute nobody's on the toilet but it kind of like was a pretty moderate sized bathroom for being a single stall so I look towards the back of the door and I see the kid that I saw while I was taking out the trash completely naked except with his shoes on and he has one hand he's facing the the wall he has one hand on the wall one hand on his penis and then he turns around and he's telling me no no but he had headphones in his ear so he didn't hear me banging on the door so I I'm like start screaming and I'm like ah so I like shut the door I tell the customer I'm really sorry I tell the cops like okay I don't need you uh person's alive they're just naked in the bathroom and I turn off like I turn the phone off and I run and I'm telling my coworkers, and they're like why are you freaking out? Don't you go to the hospital? Like, don't you see naked people all the time? I'm like, yeah, in a hospital. I'm not used to seeing naked people in the Starbucks bathroom. Okay. So final story of the bathroom. We had an unfortunate incident. We had this, uh, homeless guy. He was about six foot four built, very intimidating looking who would come in and he was actually banned from the store when my previous manager had worked there. But like my new manager was trying very hard to give people a second chance, very hard not to ban people because she was trying to be the nice person. And, um, we get, uh, <laughs> a call from the nighttime supervisor who said that a 12 year old girl came out of the woman's bathroom with an eight by 11 piece of paper that was folded up and she handed it to her. And she said, I found this in the restroom. When we unraveled it and opened the <laughs> the 8x11 piece of paper, it was a picture of a selfie of our six foot four man naked in front of a mirror. He left that in the woman's restroom. So my manager was mortified the next day when we found this because we were like, oh my God, a child found this photo. She saw this, like, what the hell? This is not okay. So he comes in the next day. He's standing on the patio and we call the cops. And we had put (laughs) a post-it over his penis so that they wouldn't see it. And I remember when we were talking to the cops about, hey, sometimes he's rude. We banned him before. But, like, look, this is, you know, what we found. A a little girl found this. It's very unfortunate. I remember when the cop lifted up the... lifted up the post-it to see like what was underneath it and we're like hello he's naked (laughs) like you're looking at his dick like it was just so funny I remember the look on his face and his eyebrows going up like (laughs) why would you lift it you know he's naked (laughs) you're nasty but anyway um yeah so 
we all like my manager goes out there (laughs) with the photo and the cops and they go talk to him and they were like hey like you know we want to bring this to your attention a little girl found this like what is this and he was like oh i'm a male escort i work for an escort service and that is my photo that i use to solicit women to get work and my manager was like you mean to tell me that this is your headshot (laughs) she's like keep your headshot out of my restroom like you can't come here anymore it's like you guys i have stories for days one more story that i heard about and actually wasn't in there i didn't work there anymore but i heard from a former uh supervisor that i used to work with he told me that these this couple decided to have sex in the bathroom and they were sitting on the sink and the sink broke and the water started spewing out and the couple ran out (laughs) so they had to close the bathroom like i don't understand some people but anyway i'm gonna tell you um one story that really made me upset and angry about these people who were lying so we used to have there's two parts of the story we used to have this customer who clearly was on the spectrum i don't know if he had asperger's or what type of autism he had but clearly he had some type of mental delay and i was very friendly to him but he had the biggest crush on me he would always bring me a flower always ask me out on a date he knew i had a boyfriend he said he would want to get skinny so that he can um steal me away from my boyfriend and I remember he wrote me this note on a napkin that said your smile makes angels sing and I remember being single at this point and so on this particular day he brought me a bouquet of flowers and it said like you guys he was older than me I want to say he was in his 30s to like maybe mid 30s early 40s And he brought me a bouquet of flowers that said, do you like me? Check yes or no. Like, that's how I could tell his mentality. Like, he was just, he had the mentality of a child. Um, Especially, like, if you think once you get skinny, like, you're going to steal me away from your boyfriend as if that's a thing that I care about. Um, But anyway, we had this other customer who was such a, a jerk. And he apparently used to be, like, a manager for Carl's Jr. And he walked with a cane. And he used to always complain about how the chairs had to be 90 inches apart or uh, it wouldn't allow wheelchairs to come in. And I get it. He was disabled, so he was trying to prove to us that, you know, he was, uh, we needed to make this space, which I, I totally understand and get. However... One day this man came in and um, he came in with his dog and he was in, uh, I think he was like a Navy SEAL or something. Like he was retired, but I know, I remember him being like really high up in the, in the um, military and he ordered his drink and who comes along? The nosy customer coming, walking with his cane, asking him, is that a service dog? And I'm like, dude, that's none of your business. Like I already asked him if it was a service dog and he said, yes okay so legally and i learned this from prior because i almost got in trouble for this if you ask somebody if their dog is a service dog that's the end of it once somebody says yes that's the end of it you cannot legally ask them for their paperwork it is illegal and you can get in trouble so i knew from that experience because i had asked somebody can i see the paperwork um that you're not allowed to do that so once i asked the gentleman when he walked in is that a service dog and he told me yes that was the end of it. I'm serving him and that's it. This guy literally was just going to come and get a drink and sit out on the patio because he was friends with a group of older men who used to sit there all the time. But this one guy takes it upon himself to come over and says, is that a service dog? And then the Navy SEAL turns around. He's like, fuck you, dude. Like, who are you? You don't work here. You're not the manager. 
And so he gets upset and he goes, that's not a service dog. You have to leave. Like, let me see your paperwork. And I'm telling this customer, I already asked him if it's a service dog. He said, yes, mind your business. I cannot legally ask him for anything else. So he starts this big deal and he does not want to seem wrong. The guy looks at him and says, I'm not going to kick your ass, especially if you have a cane. So just back the hell up. And so, sorry. And so he goes, um, uh, calls corporate. Corporate makes a big old stink. But he tells corporate that the dog was sniffing in the um, snack area and that he was sticking his head in the fridge, which was absolutely not true. And then he made it sound like I was not doing my job. Well, corporate did not side with this guy. Thankfully, my manager had my back because we had several incidents with this guy. And now, and I had, I was so mad at my friend, Andrea, because Andrea kept the customer who had a crush on me. She kept hinting like, ooh, she might like you. Ooh, she might this. And I'm like, dude, don't play with him like that. Like, don't do that to him. Don't make him think that I would ever date him because I'm not, I'm not going to date a customer. Like, don't do that. And so now this customer is standing there with a bouquet of flowers for me because he likes me. And now he's trying to, you know, stand up for me and prove to me that he could you know be a good boyfriend by by having my back so now he gets involved and I'm just like oh my god I want to pull my hair out at this point I'm like trying to break up this fight because this guy is literally wanting to punch him the navy seal keeps walking away but the guy with the cane just kept following him and I'm like can you please get out of the store like just leave just go like who cares it's a dog and so it was a really big ordeal I got spoken to about it and I was furious and this man came to apologize to me I want to say months later and I told him I absolutely did not um accept his apology nowadays I probably would just because I'm much more older and mature but the reason why I was very upset about this incident and with people lying was because I had been homeless se- uh for two years I moved seven times in two years uh Starbucks was my job security Starbucks allowed me to live on my own and pay my bills so when this man was lying to get either a gift card or to feel like he accomplished something or that he was in defense of us and he was trying to make it seem like I wasn't doing my job he was basically trying to get me fired from my job and why I wouldn't accept his apology was because you would rather get me fired to make yourself look good to make yourself like you were the good guy and you were just trying to you know do what's right and I'm sorry but I'm in school full-time I'm working full-time and I live on my own and if you're gonna threaten my livelihood and my job security all because you want to look right f you dude like I'm sorry but I don't accept that apology like you tried to get me fired and I'm sorry I don't accept that The last story I'm going to tell is of one of my favorite customers who was a loyal customer for years. He had been going there. I knew him since I was 17, sorry, uh, 19 years old when I transferred to the store. And um, one day he's in line. Everybody in this neighborhood knew him. Everybody in this neighborhood loved him. And um, people would literally come hang out with him at four o'clock in the morning because that was his routine. He would drive from very far away he actually lived nowhere near us um and he would drive from very far away because he really liked the starbucks and so he became like a grandpa like he actually has the same birthday as my grandpa um so i'm in nursing school and one day he's in line 
and he passes out and I run around to like catch him and lay him on the floor and I'm asking him if he's okay and like I'm I'm barely in my I think my first semester of nursing school so I know nothing but I'm like crying I'm like checking his pulse making sure he's fine like I was hoping we had a glucometer because I knew he had uh, diabetes and then this nurse thankfully um who worked at the nearby hospital like came to help me we called the cops um for the ambulance and like I remember just holding his hand and crying and being like please don't die. Like, I, like, I love you. Like, you're one of my favorite customers. And I remember being thankful that I chose to go into the nursing field because this was somebody that I truly cared about. And this is something that I knew I was meant to do. So I have stories for days, but I'm going to end this podcast here because if not, I can just keep going and going and going. So um, when it comes to skills, I think it takes a very mentally strong person to deal with what I dealt with at a daily basis at Starbucks. But there was days where I would go home just crying and frustrated and like not crying because I my feelings were hurt. I was crying because I was pissed. I was upset. I was like, when am I going to get out of here? Like, I'm so over this. And I truly like now that I'm a nurse and like I said before I'm not trying to say that any job is beneath mine because it's not but I just realized like once I started taking care of people and it was life and death I just realized that all the shit and stress that I went through working at Starbucks was not worth an ounce of stress that I spent um one thing I am thankful for is that Starbucks allowed me to have the flexibility of a schedule to go to school. It gave me um, great benefits that helped me um, through that time. But it totally, I can understand why these uh, partners or baristas are demanding better pay and better benefits and better work environment because I totally understand and hopefully now you do too through all the stories that I just said. As an entry level position, as a minimum wage supposed job, people always say like, oh, these jobs are just for high schoolers or for people at an entry level position. They don't deserve to make minimum wage. I'm sorry, but I was making a little bit more than minimum wage and the shit that I had to deal with, I do not feel I that the amount of money that I was making justified everything I was going through. And I will tell you that when I quit my job in 2007, I was making $13.91 an hour. I was bringing home, I want to say take home after taxes, probably $1,200 to $1,500 a month. A month, you guys. A month. As a nurse, I live comfortably. I have a great job. I, yes, it can be stressful, but I've never gone home as stressed with less pay as I did when I worked at Starbucks. So I totally, when I say that Starbucks was the hardest job I ever had, it truly is. And if you don't think that after listening to all my stories, you're crazy. (laughs) Um, Yes, I deal with life and death situations now. Yes, I deal with the craziness of being super busy and having someone's life in my hand, but I am trained 
for these situations i went to school to be the best nurse i could be for these exact situations so as yeah it can be stressful but i have the ability and the mentality and capability and training to go through this and i feel like nobody trained me to maintain a calm barrier at Starbucks, um, when people were throwing hot coffee at us, bananas, um, calling me a cunt, telling me I was a bitch, like on a daily basis. And to be honest, it, it really grew my skin because nowadays when I'm at work, if, if a patient is like got delirium or dementia and they're cussing at me, I don't pay attention to it. Like I don't, it doesn't offend me. It kind of goes in through one ear and out the other because sadly I was so used to the verbal abuse that I was getting on a daily basis in 10 years that I worked at Starbucks that I um, just don't pay attention to it anymore. I mean, do I like getting cussed at? No. Do I think it's okay to threaten or yell at your nurse? Absolutely not. But I was mentally prepared for this for 10 years and so I stand with Starbucks partners who are demanding more either fair fair pay benefits whatever because I understand and I've been there so I just want to say thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast episode I hope I made you laugh and smile and cry on the same episode and I will see you next week bye